Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars, and this week, Tiffany Dell's jackets. I'll tell you what, it's taken me, I think, until now to recover from last weekend at Goodwood. Oh God, I'm glad you said that. So I'm just Were drinking wine. Were you bushed wine. as well? Yeah, yeah, I really was. It was that hot. I know I'm really tired because I can't keep my eyes open after about 9 p.m yeah and that never happens to me unless i'm unless i've got flu usually <laughs> yeah it was a bit of that going on it was busy yeah. wasn't it it was very yeah. busy what a weekend though that was all very very agreeable um i Bloody feel like loved we, should, it. we sort of owe it to people to give them a karoon shandok performance breakfast update because what have we had an morning, update well, do you remember the morning we recorded the podcast last week in the hotel at Goodwood? And oh, the oh, next yes. morning there was a development or, or just a sort of confirmation <laughs> of what we suspected. Because if you recall, he came into breakfast after us and came over to say hi. Yeah. And we had a brief chat and then he went and sat down. We continued eating our breakfasts. And then I think you had your back to him. I had to attract your attention because yes, he did. was leaving <laughs> already and it felt like he'd been in the room for about two minutes. And then one of the wait staff came over and it, they appeared to be trying to clear away what, what seemed to be about 17 pieces of crockery from the table that he just vacated on the other side of the room. But how did he get all of that food so quick? I just don't know. It's a racing driver secret that we wait. Because in this world at the moment, I don't know if anybody's listening who's stayed in any hotels, but you can't have a buffet breakfast, which I love. You know, you can pick at your own speed and you can make those little decisions. You can't do that right now. No. You can't do it. You're at their beck and call. Yeah, which, you know, you're sort of captive, aren't you? So you can't just nip back for a cheeky extra hash brown. You've decided it's it's all very sort of preordained. It is. Yeah. But uh, maybe it plays the strengths of a of a man who treats the uh, the serving people in a hotel like pit crew. Oh, it'd to, just be uh, amazing! Can you imagine? I mean, the endurance races as well that you could have. So it, you'd have to breakfast, lunch, and dinner as quickly as possible. Have to finish everything and put your hand up. Then you have to make sure that everything's washed up and put away. And there's scrutineering and you know a refereeing situation <laughs> just think it could be and even you know toilet you could do you could do gents toilet drag racing you know you start on the i think i said this last time you start on the outside yeah, yeah you clock in as soon as you go over the threshold you have to wash your hands for a mandatory amount of time there's so much scope here oh i know it's a hard sell to the tv companies that you presumably want to show this the competitive <laughs> pissing but it's worth a go i mean let's james may once honestly pitched the bbc pissed olympics 
Um, pissed Olympics or piss pissed Olympics? Olympics. <laughs> no, no, pissed Olympics, different thing. Yeah, it was, it was normal athletics, um, including quite troublingly, I think, you know, the javelin and stuff, but the, all of the contestants had to have had a skinful before they did it. Oh, that sounds really good. I thought it was good. quite a good idea, but apparently the BBC thought he was... A, they thought he was taking the piss, and when they realised that he wasn't, I think they thought he was quite odd, and the meeting was brought to a halt. Anyway. I remember... I remember pitching an idea in a meeting with Max Power um, called uh, Michael Shite um, and it's <laughs> and, and it would be <laughs> and it would be <laughs> it would be it would be a really bad uh, Night Rider um, sort of uh, silly uh, thing I forgot what I'm saying I've been drinking wine sorry on my own in a hotel room um, parody <laughs> Uh, we, we were going to use the Isuzu Piazza that we had as a bit of a sort of staff project car. Mm. We are going to wear a bad, <laughs> a bad fake leather jacket. And we were going to, so we were going to have Michael Shite, and we were trying to think of things that he could do. And one of them, <laughs> well, I remember in, I wrote it on the whiteboard, it was shit-faced on sheet ice. And I said, <laughs> right, just find a, re- <laughs> find a really, really dicey, um, private road or airfield, have a skinful and then just put the Isuzu Piazza down it and see what happens. Obviously in character, and the car has to talk to you. But when I say talk to you, it's just a walkie-talkie gaffer tape to the dashboard that your friend is talking <laughs> through. It's not exactly car magic, is it? Yeah. Or a speak and spell. Yes, exactly. Something really, really downtrodden and B-side. But yeah, Michael <laughs> Shite. Amazing that never came to fruition. Shite, That's shite funny, that, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> in a piazza with a wonky um, like uh, flip up light. Uh, now, before we, um, well, we already have sort of moved off the topic of uh, Goodwood Speed Week that we were at last uh, last time. We did a podcast. Uh, another update was that we finally got to catch up with Tiff after we'd recorded the last show. <laughs> and, I know, I know um, where this is going. <laughs> he was on fine form, but. Yeah. Um, but there was a particular revelation which which bounced off something. I don't think you've ever mentioned this on on here, but you have told me a long time ago. You told me that, and it, and I remembered this sort of from doing old Top Gear with him. That when he turned up on fifth gear shoots, he was always wearing. How did you describe it? He always wore, wore um, a, a Hugo Boss leather jacket that was so thin, um, very very lovely leather, but it was like a carpaccio of leather. You know, it's almost translucent. It's that thin, very high quality. I'm but sure. then, it, but constantly moaning about how cold it was, and it's like, well, it, this isn't news. <laughs> we live in the UK. Wearing a tissue thin jacket. <laughs> it's like Hugo Boss does brown kitchen roll. Uh, that's highly lacquered uh, and then as a jacket and he refused I think he's slightly phobic of wearing practical coats that's my and because there was and there, there was a bit of an ongoing joke and I remember it was either Vicky or Jason when we were filming said um, oh Tiff it's this going to get cold today you might have to get the rally jacket out and he was going no don't need the rally jacket it's not that bad <laughs> and I was like what is this what's this rally jacket that you speak of it turns out that in the boot of his car at all times he carries a a jacket that he got <laughs> Skoda racing team jacket that he got from like a very old world rally and it, <laughs> and it's is like if I break down jacket 
and he never really wears it. And and one, there was one shoot in all how many years have I worked with him? Fourteen years. There's one shoot I've seen him reach for it. It was Brundingthorpe and it was horizontal rain and it was in fact it was almost sleet and we had to film <laughs> underneath one of the static aircraft because it was that bad. And mm. Tiff went, "That's it. I'm getting I'm getting the coat." <laughs> and it was this really like scraggy. <laughs> Slightly sun damaged rally jacket. <laughs> sun damaged. Yeah, I think it's just been. I haven't seen it on the passenger. I don't know what it's been in the boot of his estate because he does like an estate. And, but yeah, it, I just don't know. And he used to take the piss out of me, like, "What are you doing with that big puffing jacket?" I said, well, "It's because we're on a barren airfield for the next fourteen <laughs> hours, and and I end up getting frostbite." That's why, Tiff. And I, I've told but, you that story before about him insisting. I mean, this is the the least eco thing. I will say Tiff's a wonderful man, but this is a true story. It was the last day of, of the last <clears throat> shoot of the series. We were at Rockingham doing team tests, and it was flipping freezing. It, it, had, um, it had snowed the night before, so it was thawing mm. out. Tiff turns up naturally just a very thin shirt and a um, and a leather jacket on and he and it before anyone said anything he said my car's going to be running all day heated seats on heating at 30 nobody touch it nobody turn it off and and honestly it's just brilliant just at, like that the sound man said tiff listen i can hear your your bmw idling in the background of all of our pieces to camera and he went i'm not fucking moving it i'm not i'm not turning it off and as soon as he would do the piece to camera he'd run mm-hmm. into the car and go there we go johnny and i opened the door to talk to him and it was like someone had opened an oven and and it had he goes i've got everything i need in here i've got coffee and i've got planet rock and a heated seat and that was it <laughs> <laughs> so he just had an on-site oven, essentially, to go in, or a sauna that he could just jump into. He had a five series running all day on 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 set. When I was a student, I lived in a very very cold flat because it had a lot of exterior walls, and it was above a shop that had like a walk-in freezer because it had a butcher's section, which I think just transmitted cold into oh, our flat. That's the worst. But. I had from a previous flat that had also been a bit cold. I'd bought one of those electric heaters, yeah. And so, and my oil filled or was it a no? Just an electric one. No, no, okay. no, no oil filled. But it was. It wasn't one of the fan ones. It was just one that got hot. You know what I mean? It was yeah. <clears throat> cheaper one because I were a student, and so. Because my room was especially cold, because it was at the it was all like the, the building was on a corner, and I had the corner room, so I had like two big exterior walls, and it was just chuffing, freezing. So one day I was like, "Screw it, I'm putting the heater on." Whacked the heater on, and then there was a knock on my door, and um, it was my flatmate Duncan going, "Hey, mate, are you, is, how cold's your room? It's..." freezing in my room at the moment it's like the first cold day of the year you know so he's been in there and so i tentatively opened the door and he sort of visibly backed away at the <laughs> jet of heat that hit him and then he went what are you doing in here and i went oh, i've got the i've got the uh well, i've got a heater and he was like you could see him going going hang on a fucking minute this is our electricity bill going up the oh to, yeah like gonna hit the roof now 
Um, oh, as it, it turns out, I didn't because there was a mistake, and the electricity bills always went to the shop, and we never actually paid an electricity bill the whole time we lived there. No way. Yeah, there was a bit of a, a meter. Snafing. So you had it running all day. You were like the is that the beginning scene of um, Die Hard Two, where the terrorist guy <laughs> is doing naked yoga in front of the television. He's watching the news. It, it was exactly for some like that. reason I remember that. I wish I didn't, but I do. I'm not proud of it. Um, now, because but going back to Tiff's jacket, when we saw Tiff um, at Goodwoods, it was like he'd had a jacket epiphany because oh, he was yeah. wearing a Bosch branded warm jacket. It was actually shapeless as well. You might want to. It was quite it. shapeless. It was a bit of a classic. Dad Anorak, in truth, but with, with Bosch written on one side, which it turned out that he'd got many years ago after going to some winter ABS testing or something. This is brilliant. I'd never seen that jacket before. Well, no, it sounded like it had been in the back of a wardrobe for ages, and then he dug it out, and he'd had, like, this jacket epiphany, like, having worn the Carpaccio of leather for years and presumably having forgotten about this the sun-damaged Skoda Rally jacket. <laughs> he'd suddenly discovered that coats could be warm without being a Skoda rally jacket because yeah. when we were talking to him he raved about that coat for like it felt like about 10 minutes and showing us all the pockets it had as well like he oh never, yeah he was he was very proud a coat before it's almost like he had a sort of coat coming out to us you know like I'm, I'm okay with 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 big practical shapeless jackets that keep you warm I'm okay with that and everyone else is like all right but of, of, of all the places to see it on on the on you know at the assembly area of 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 the most iconic Goodwood classic race, he was wearing it over the top over the top of his racing overalls, wasn't he? Because yeah. he was on the second stint for the um yeah. the last re- the race of the weekend the oh, TT. I know trophy. I know why he did it. Why? Because it's like um tire warmers before oh, a race. It's of he was getting his torso all warm and sweaty so. Agile because mm. the muscles and the shoulders would be nice and supple, yep. but also yep. maybe getting a bit of a bead on, so that he loses a little bit of weight before he goes in the car. Racing drivers always one step ahead, aren't they? Yeah, that's totally what it is. He it was his equivalent of a tire warmer. But it was a the free jacket we, uh... from an ABS event. <laughs> <laughs> ABS testing event in Sweden. <laughs> um, we we said goodbye to Tiff because he went to go and give. I think he was off to give the driver uh, who was in the car for the first stint his sort of pearls luck, of wisdom, best wishes, pearls of pep talk, whatever it was. Yeah. And then the next time we saw him, as we were hanging over the the from the roof of the um, the pit building hanging over looking into the pit lane and we saw his car come in and then Tiff stepped out and almost got run over by his own car oh yes yeah. so, he did didn't he it's pretty extraordinary and he did a sort of comedy dance out of the way so it was a it was as always um, a total delight to see Tiff um, there's one more I won't bang on about Goodwood for the whole show because we sort of covered it a bit last weekend but uh, last, uh, last show rather. I genuinely don't know what I said last podcast I was so deliriously yeah. tired it was a bit delirious, wasn't it? Someone, in fact, more than one person in the comments has accused us of, um, of of heavy drinking before we recorded, and we didn't at all, no. did we? I, we? I don't know. You might have had a glass of wine. I had I a very small glass of wine, which is what a hundred mil. Yeah, hundred and fifty mil. So there was no there was no drinking. That was just pure the pure giddiness of tiredness. Um, yeah, the other the only thing I was going to bring up is also your um, 
in fact, it was the same. It must have been. It was the morning after we'd recorded that last podcast. So the same hotel breakfast situation where we'd already seen Karoon absolutely apparently oh, drag, about drag racing his breakfast yeah. drag racing breakfast but then as we left the room you and me who should be sitting there quietly having his breakfast oh, but of course. rallying legend Stig Blomqvist the OG Stig the OG Stig who we'd only been marvelling at, at what an amazingly good driver he is because he'd won that other race in that massive uh, Ford Falcon hadn't he yeah against much younger competition Cut, um, in much y- smaller and more agile cars younger I mean, and current Winston. younger yeah. and current touring car guys and um endurance races yeah yeah he hell of and, a wheel man yeah but then you as we walked past you went morning stig well done <laughs> on the race yesterday which i thought was quite a cool thing to do because i would i was too i couldn't do that i just i, I don't know anyway so I, that was that was good but then we kept seeing him when we got to the track the rest of the morning we kept seeing him well, we did and this culminated in in you collaring him and going that's the third time you've walked past me this morning which <laughs> he looked a little bit alarmed it sounded about. a slightly accusational I didn't mean it to come yeah. out like that if I'm honest but then you saved it with with a really good question um, I actually can't remember what I said Rich can you fill me in in the words of Craig David uh, yeah, because you asked him, you went so. I was, you were amazing in the in the Falcon yesterday. I mean, how, how, what is it that you know sort of suits your style about that car? Or worse, that effect. Oh, uh, yeah, you asked. yeah. No, basically, you were asking him, why is he so well, good? How did you have you managed? How it? did he manage it? Yeah, basically, without being rude, it was like, how the hell did you win yesterday, <laughs> old man? And um, and he said because uh, it moves around a lot, and so it's yeah. it's similar in a lot of its sort of body language on the road to a rally car. Because it shifts around a lot, and that suits his style. It's, I think he's most comfortable when it's not fully gripping. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, he like. I guess he likes it up on its toes, like, uh, like yeah. a quattro on. Glava. It's a galaxy. That's what he was racing. A galaxy. Oh, it was a galaxy. So even was, bigger yeah, sorry, than a falcon. falcon. Even yeah, bigger. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I was going to say because galaxies are bigger than falcons, but <laughs> that's just a, what the. What you mean? At, what, real galaxies and real falcons, as in birds? Yeah, there's quite a. It's a quite difference. a dig. I mean, I, I mean, I'm bigger than a falcon. Yeah, um, they're not that big, are they? No, not really, Rich. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you can anyway, flick, so there we go. That's, that sort of that wraps up uh, our recollections from. Good, well, no, my I loved it. You can't remember a damn thing, it seems. But your, my recollections from from the last day of Goodwood, which was after we recorded the last podcast. The stick, the stick thing was special because I've got I've was. got I've got a bit of history with stick. Yeah, yeah, I got a photo because I couldn't after the accusation of a, accusing an old man of walking past you too many times. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't. I was a bit embarrassed, <laughs> so I just, just kept on walking. But did. then I've got a slightly stalky, <laughs> long lens photo of you talking to Stig and him telling you about how the car moved around, but taken from really oh, far yeah, away. Oh, yeah, you have, like on ultra-zoom mobile phone picture. Well, yeah, because I thought, oh, Johnny might want to remember this moment of him talking to Stig Blomqvist again, you know, another another encounter with Stig, so I'll take a picture for him, but I didn't have the guts to come closer, so it's a, a he's bit a, of a shit he's picture. He's fantastic, he's sort of a man crush, actually, for me. I think he's yeah. brilliant. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, there's something ultra cool about him, which definitely goes back to the Quattro days um, for me. As the boy, uh, no, you know. In the last show, I also, in a fit of tired giddiness and not drinking, um, 
I gave out our email address, which we've never done before. Oh shit! No, before that, well, actually, these th- these two things sort of dovetail. Okay. Um, you know, we were talking about all days and onions. Yes. In the last show, the the now defunct, short-lived British car maker of the very early twentieth century. Yeah. Which people have been messaging name. me about all week. Me too. I've had loads of messages about all days and onions. Well, this is what I was going to say. I would say a majority of the emails that I've now had from people who were listening to last week's show and wrote down the email address when I gave it out, um, I would say an awful lot of them are about all days and onions. (laughs) And we'd sort of vaguely said, hey, we should have some all days and onions stickers made and then people could put them on their cars and then if we see one, we'll know that it's a podcast listener. Yeah. And this seemed like a tremendously good idea. There's a small problem. Although All Days and Onions doesn't technically exist, it does still belong to someone. And there is an All Days and Onions website. Is there? Yeah. It's just, I mean, <laughs> hang on, I'll look it up. I'm going to like look it up now. All Days, hang on. Uh, here all we go. Days yeah. and Onions website. Oh, no, I've lost it. All Days. Uh, I've lost the bloody sign. I should have prepared this in advance. Yeah, you should. Um, so it's okay because I'm looking up to usual professionalism. Oh yeah, alldaysandonions.co.uk. I mean, it's there catchy, you go. and it's and it does a little bit of um, a little bit of pro, you know company history and what happened to them, and um, and then uh, it seems to be owned by someone called Whitehead Classics who build themselves as heritage brands, but then what well, they very pointedly have a trademarked products gallery, as if to say, don't bother ripping us off because we're on to you. So um, I don't think we'll be doing all days and onions. Well, we should know. We should have a word feels with like them. it belongs to somebody. Well, I, do you know what I'd yeah. like? I'd love to use what the, 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 the all days and onions logo, but with Smith and Sniffin. I think that would be wonderful. Well, well. Oh. One of the emails I've had, which is is um, uh, from uh, a chap in Australia, in Sydney, called okay. Kevin O'Toole. Hi, Kevin. Um, <clears throat> Kevin. Uh, Kevin's email address suggests that he is in fact a designer. Oh. And uh, this would be borne out by what he sent us, which is he said, "I had five minutes at work spare, so I've knocked up an all days and onions logo." Get out feel free to bin it I wouldn't bin it because it's really good like he's done it from scratch and it's got an onion in the middle and it says all those onions around the side and then a smaller letter at the bottom it says Smith and Sniff it's really good like it's it's an excellent logo oh, is that a, <laughs> a worthy car sticker it would be great as a car sticker if we I mean yeah anyway so thank you Kevin that was, that, that was that's amazing excellent. I've not seen it um, yet thank you yeah we had to have a, quite a few emails I was just going to go I mean some people just uh, yeah, Gerard O'Connor. Hi, Gerard says, "Can I buy a T-shirt or something?" I'm running out of sniff petrol books. So I want to contribute to Johnny's Allegro folly. So there you go. You can buy um, a car pervert T-shirt. There you go. Oh yeah, because that buy a car, some of that directly, money will go towards my family, but also some of it may go into a car fund. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I feel like that's that's going to happen. Sorry, I'm, um, you've distracted me now because I'm reading about the backstory <laughs> of All Days and Onions. And apparently <laughs> they made, they, they produced Enfield All Days series... Bicycles, oh no, motorbikes, mm. and then after World War Two, with changing market requirements, to put it politely, um, <laughs> All Days and Onions established itself as a market leader in the manufacture of centrifugal fans, expanding yes. into the field of dust collecting and chemical engineering. And yeah. then in 1969, and- the company merged with a rival fan company called J.C. Peacock, forming All Days and Pe- All Days Peacock and Company. And in the 80s. The company expanded its factory in Western Supermare in Somerset. Hang on. Are they a Somerset-based company? Well, they became. I thought you were going to say all days peacock and onions, which sounds sort of weirdly like some kind of thing you'd see outside a cafe, a luxury cafe. Can I get the peacock and onions? Yeah, of course you can. We do it all day. Look at this. 1908, all days and onions merged with the short-lived Enfield Auto Car Company. Hang on. On a minute, is this the same Enfield that would then? But no, it can't be the Enfield that made your little electric car. Mine was called Enfield, the Enfield Automotive Company, who which was affiliated with Enfield Motorcycles, actually. So maybe I thought that was the first time Enfield went into the car making game, but it wasn't. They went into they produced cars called the Enfield all day until 1925. Well put things inside me that I didn't want put into me. That's amazing. <laughs> I had no it's, idea. It's, who knew, though? All the old, the would, oldest open such a can of all days and onions. The oldest engineering business in Britain. Mm. Well, look, yeah. well, we could talk about all days and also onions all day, but we're not going to because people might <laughs> because, not be interested. We may have gone a bit too deep on... Um, pre-war cars not really our remit um no i was going to um pre all of uh, them someone uh, someone here called jamie has said uh, could you do a few blatant rip-offs slash homages to old car badges but that say smith and sniff instead and also he's asked for one that says 2.2 prelude yeah uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch one of our old videos i think that to get the possible. backstory on that one <laughs> yeah, that was a good slogan. Um, Jamie also asks, if you had to leave Goodwood in a road-legal car that was racing and drive it 250 miles home, what would it be? Would you prioritise ear defence or cushion to save your back? Um, oh, ear defender or cushion. Okay, that's that's a good old... Uh, that's a good oh, game, isn't it? That beats rock, paper, scissors, stone every time. Yeah, I think I'd go ear defence and then... But then sneakily nick Tiff's Bosch Swedish ABS testing anorak <laughs> and sit on that for a bit of extra. That's a great idea. I, I'd go ear defence and then steal something from someone's yeah. bag. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What was your road legal car? I mean, there were an awful lot of nice things there. I do, wouldn't take that mad Fiat Beast of Turin thing, which apparently the bloke does drive, drive on to and from things on the road, which yeah. is just bonkers. But um, is that? Did someone tell us that he sometimes drives it at night and he just gets some bike lights and attaches yes. them to the front and back? Yeah, he uses you know really bright race racing bicycle LEDs. Oh my god! So they're oh, I imagine like really sort of khaki like ones off a rally grifter or something, but like eighties ones, way. which took D batteries. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's always having to pull in for some more, some more D batteries. Um, uh, which yeah, car? Which that's car? a really god, good question. Know. That's a really, really difficult question. Um, I there's a couple of the Cobras. I had a bit of a one called the Snake Express, which was a really cool car, green colour. Do you remember that? Mm. And it's almost like an avocado green. It's got the hard top on it, the Daytona hard top. Um, um, and that that and it sounded like like Satan. I'd quite have like to have a go in that. It'll keep you keep you awake on the way home. Yeah, not a relaxing drive home. But then I'm not sure that any of them would be. I was thinking maybe um, you'd just go all out and have one of those like Stig Blomqvist endorsed galaxies. Because oh, I wow. bet you could leave it in one gear, couldn't you? You could just leave it in top. Leave it in and fourth. The engine would lug. <laughs> yeah. Even if you got stuck in traffic. It, just... Oh, I know. What about um, Rowan Atkinson's Plymouth Barracuda? That would be quite entertaining with no soundproofing. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah let's, that would be good. Or just yeah. a Can Am car and just put tray well, plates yeah. on it and just go, sorry, mate, uh, wasn't expecting to drive it at dusk. I'll be home in a minute. Just let me go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nigel Savile um, asks, uh, he says, we're all on tenterhooks about the situation with Johnny's tortoises. You left us up in the air quite a few weeks ago. Egg hatched. Any results from the clunking? Oh, no. Um, No, the egg is still in the incubator and we haven't got the heart to intervene, but I'm almost certain, unfortunately, that I don't think it's hatched. I don't think it's um, fertilised. Uh, Couple oh, with well, I've now and I've now gotten yeah. Unfortunately, I've also got an added complexity of the female tortoise is is dug down super deep in the in the garden. And I can't actually find her, so I've got to what? yeah. I've got to go on a on a full um, reconnaissance mission this uh, this weekend because she I think she's dug down because the temperatures got colder, which is why I found out she was lost because I brought the boy inside Ken. Shelby, mm. Shelby's still outside, and I'm desperately trying to find her. And I don't know whether whether I can use some sort of heartbeat uh, monitoring device. You know, where they find people that have been trapped in a landslide. <laughs> I was thinking of trying that, but I don't know where you borrow such equipment from. So, um, but I really want to find Local her. Fire station, maybe. Actually, yeah, good shout. Fire station hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, good call. Yeah, good call. Sweet. Uh... So I'm gonna. I was just looking for. I was gonna. I was gonna read out some more um, emails. I've got. I'm looking for the ones. That I'm, I'm, I'm sifting through the ones which are actually really nice, and I will reply to these at some point. But people just sending in praise. I don't want to read out praise because it makes it sound like a bloody. Oh, Steve go on, Rock Rich. Show. Hi, Steve. Let me see. Steve, I just want you to do a shout. Oh yeah, out here's a good my one. Actually. Wife, we've uh, never argued. We've been married for twenty years. Can you play "On the Wings of Love" by Jeffrey? <laughs> I've forgotten the guy's surname, but you know what I mean. <laughs> on the wings of love. Okay, yeah. uh, and, uh, Jenny in Tavistock says, uh, Steve, I met my husband 
40 years after we were first at school together. We never even particularly got on at school, but when we reunited at a reunion, we hit it off immediately, and now we've been seven years happily married. Could you please play Territorial Pissings by Nirvana? <laughs> um, James Walton uh, says, oh, well, he says, I'm an avid Smith & Sniff viewer. really enjoy this week's podcast. Love the show, Steve. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just... I'm being sarcastic about people's praise. Thank you, James. It's very sweet of you to say so, and we do appreciate it. Um, uh, the interesting bit of uh, James's email is the I was talking to my parents about the uh, All Days and Onions thing afterwards, and my mum said the name All Days and Onions sounded familiar. Turns out my great-granddad used to work for All Days and Onions in the 50s and 60s after he finished working for Austin in Birmingham. They stopped making cars in about 1918, but carried on doing industrial engineering up until the late 60s. My grandma says they used to make a wide variety of things, from blacksmith's forges to those metal discs that some African tribes used to stretch their necks. <laughs> what? No, that's, I mean... Really? That's yeah. What um, what breadth of engineering prowess? It really is, isn't it? They've got all bases covered there. I can't believe they, I they mean, don't, they're not still it's around. It's not all days and onions. It's all bloody things. All, all things. All things. Onions. Also Brackets, onions. It's not real onions. No, but we'd make them. We'd make. Um, We'd make statues of onions, no problem. <laughs> a metal onion. Yes, that's uh, amazing. I like that story. There's a man called Louis Berlin. I think he's talking about Paris, so I'm going to I'm going to do it with the, 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 his name with a, I assume it's a French accent, Louis Berlin. Um, he says that a few episodes ago you mentioned how quickly cars decay in Paris. When my daughter was born, I needed a car to get to and from the hospital. Uh, being a millennial urban petrol head, I didn't own a car, so I rented a brand new A class from a new a new generation service I'd invested in, Virtuo. After one week of street parking and 10 miles per day of driving, I got an invoice for €1,700 Euros for all the cosmetic damage it had incurred. 1700 Did you say a week's after worth? After one of- week. Yeah. Oh, my. But he's also got a theory why everything gets scuffed up in Paris. My theory is this. Everything in the city is narrow, which means cars are more bunched up against each other. Add to this a slightly anti-rich streak in Parisians, a nice car will get keyed, abused immediately. This all leads to battered cars and people not investing in nicer cars, which in turn leads to people not respecting them. Good theory. I just, I think so. there's definitely an opening in the market for um, a kind of. Uh, I know we mention them almost every podcast. You know, like singer reimagine the nine eleven. <laughs> but if you imagine it's a little bell, we should ring when we do this week's singer mention. Well, it's, and, and I feel like you could do. You could do Parisian car of the eighties, reimagined by, and then insert insert the name here. I don't know what they'd call themselves. And what it would be is 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 shit off great big bull bars front and rear. You know, like a drift car where they have really lightweight sacrificial bodywork hanging over like an, an, an exoskeleton sort of. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> something like that. But I don't know what car it would be. Would it be like a first gen Clio? Something very unassuming. Yes. Oh, first gen Clio. First gen Clio on really tall billowy tyres you know 70 mm. profile 13s mm. 14s and basically the whole car is just just impossible to kill I'd love it um, I won't keep self-healing oh, paint well self-healing or just self-damaging it just gradually gets it's designed to peel off um, you come out in the morning with a new scuff and you go oh oh it's authentic um, I'll, I'll just do one more email which is just about a guy called Harry Kular uh, who says to, on today's pod Richard mentioned a seat height adjuster where the arm was telescopic. Also, when we were talking about that, 
we'd seen one of those 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 vintage racing cars with the fuel pump. Oh yeah, it was like a telescopic seat height. I just I couldn't remember which cars <laughs> had them. Harry says it was on 1990s Saab 900-9000 models. Ah, but. I've had on Twitter, and I'm sorry if you did this on Twitter, I can't remember, or find your names, um, but I'm just going to call you both Bob. But one Bob said that there was a a Fiat's had it, and I think I remember that. And then another Bob said that there were on uh, Peugeot's as well. And I do also vaguely remember, in fact, I think one of my dad's Peugeot's, 405 or 406, might have had it. So, yeah, the telescopic... This seat is, height adjuster was very high big level, in the 90s. High-level geekery. high-level or low-level, whichever way you oh, of, uh, of, want to come at it. Of course. <laughs> anyway, um, so we've got... One. Thank you. If you have emailed Looks him, like a riot um, stick. <laughs> but it's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> policeman pulls you over and says, yeah, you know, stop touching that weapon. It's, like, it's not a weapon. It's my seat adjustment. It's not just, and they end up just basically, if you don't, big. if you don't stop, stop it, we're going to open the car and batter you. Anyway, if you have emailed in, and there are, there are quite a few more that would just be being very nice, which is always nice. People, have, nice people be have been nice. really complimentary lately. And again, thank you so much for people who have listened to this. And also, if you're new to this podcast... Um, yeah, it kind of is this random most of the time. Um, we do straddle a line between talking utter nonsense and a little bit of cars, would you say? But we were quite hard car heavy last week. Yeah, it's quite hard car heavy. Um, okay, all right. In a weird sort of way. Um, talking of cars, I was. You don't say. I, I was. I wanted to mention that car that I messaged you about earlier on, which I saw around the corner this morning when I was out with the dog. Um, it was a very battered. Jaguar S-Type, quite an early one yeah. with the khaki interior. <laughs> and I, I was able to look inside and see that the driver's seat cushion had actually split open the leather or the stitching between the side bit and the main arse cushion had split <laughs> Did open. you say arse cushion? I couldn't. I was trying to think squab. of what you got. You call it the squab. Squab, yeah. Squab, <laughs> squab. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, was, it was a bit of a mess, but there were two things that were particularly notable about it, because it just, it, it was a car that looked like it was down on its luck and rather sort of suggested that the driver might be the same. It had that tape at the top of the windscreen they put on when they've put a new windscreen in, which I've never understood. Why do they do that? It's uh, mm, a good question. Is it like when you've had a tattoo and you have to put cellophane on your skin? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's the, it's the only thing I can think of. Well, is, like that, is it um, like that? I don't know. That that lady who was doing the makeup um, for the on-screen people at uh, Goodwood last weekend had a lot of tats, and she told us that she went for a new tattoo um, only a few weeks ago, and the tattoo artist had to wear one of those visor things and was about to start and went oh I'm sorry I really can't see very well through this Do you, are you <laughs> sure you want went, me to wear take it? it off I will risk Covid rather than risking a shit tat because you can't see what you're doing um, I don't well, understand the tape though on the windscreen because it's it sort of looks like it's meant to just sort of hold the screen in place till the glue's dried but it can't because it's just tape it looks a bit a lot of the glue's UV activated now I thought well. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. So why is the tape there? Except yeah. it just shows people you've recently had a new windscreen, but there's not really something to boast about. Maybe is it, it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's something we haven't we haven't realised. <laughs> well, another thing, influencers could start doing. Hi guys. So you won't believe what I've done today. I've had a new windscreen put in my car. <laughs> 
Guys, uh, just wanted to talk about my RS4. Should I have a new windscreen put in it for no reason at all? <laughs> what colour tape should I have put on the top of my new windscreen when I have it put in? Anyway, this Jag had had the tape that gives away a new screen. But then the other thing that I thought was was almost like the, just the piece de resistance of this rather down-at-heel car was in the back window. It had a Fathers for Justice sticker. Oh, crumbs. I know, and you just go, oh dear, oh, there's... I poor mean, forlorn mm. jag. Yeah, poor forlorn jag, but also sort of poor forlorn owner, I felt like, as well. And, you know, I can't hear about Fathers for Justice without thinking about, like, haven't there been at least, there's been at least one case of a guy who's dressed up as Spider-Man and climbed up a tower crane or something to protest? No, oh, didn't, about, wasn't there someone on, on the roof of the, um, the Houses of Parliament or something? Yeah, I think there was. And dressed and was as he a dressed superhero. As, I think he yeah. had a bed had a bed sheet with, a, with Fathers for Justice on it. Yeah, and I... Yeah, that's pretty daring. I just imagined that someone coming back to this jag and they're just dressed as Spider-Man, but his shit dad bod Spider-Man, you know, it's like the <laughs> a visible bit of guts, like a sort of like a, like a Terry's chocolate orange segment of guts, visible <laughs> between trouser and top because it was oh. never designed for a slightly more dad bod kind of person inside it I'm making myself feel sad just describing yeah I was going to say now. you are yeah you're making me feel sad now also this jag was parked under a bridge you know it was it was really rainy very yeah. rainy this week and this it was it was raining when I was out and the jag was parked under a bridge and I was a bit like have they parked under a bridge because it's leaking oh I, the new screen is some attempt to stop it leaking oh I'd totally do that no doubt mm. No doubt. Well, maybe they're just waiting for the glue to set. It's a practical thing. Yeah, don't get the don't get the car wet when the when the screen glue is dry. I don't know. There's whole sorts of. Questions I was going to say there, you've you've, just you've overthought this. Know, it's just a ghetto S type. I know, but it, no, the details haunted me. Well, how did the screen get broken? For one thing, I actually quite like those S types. But anyway, the artist formerly known as a Lincoln or whatever it was mm. based on, I do think it's okay. It's actually okay. Yeah, they were all right. I'd quite, well, they got I'd better, like, didn't they? The, the, the later they are, the better they are. Yeah, I'd be down with like maybe building a, a proper hair hell raising version. Uh, yeah. There was something I wanted could, to say on this week's podcast. I, 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 it's, I've, I've completely forgotten what it was, and it was profound. I'm really annoyed with myself. I um, mm. I have something I will keep meaning to bring up with you, what? which is how much you've ruined that song. Uh, for me, the Whitney Houston cover of Steve Winwood's <laughs> High Enough. Since the other week, you, you told me that you, you <laughs> your interpretation of it, and I think that's a really good track, But and it's on the radio a lot still. It is. And every time it comes on now, all I can hear is your version. Give me a high-ab love. <laughs> As yes. in, well, we all know the Banger Race's favourite, um, any lorry... That delivers heavy goods has a high ab crane on the back. Um, it's a, a company name, but people just refer to them as high abs. And they, I'm swear, they're very much in the sort of Hoover category, aren't they? They are the high where ab. They, they've become a generic. Yeah, because people just said, "I'll oh, just just high ab that off the back, and we'll be done there. And we can sort that out." You know, um, as well, high ab is uh, they're called they're called hydrolisca industri. AB, the AB bit just comes from the uh, Swedish. Is it Swedish? Yeah, they're Swedish. And AB is just like, I think it's like, is it um, 
is it PL, the equivalent of PLC or Limited? I can't uh, remember. Prob- Saab probably was is. the same. Yes. And Germany does the GmbH, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so high up. So is uh, it, is on, it bring, bring me? It's bring me a high up, comma. Yeah, love. bring me a high up, love. And and then because then you went into this massive amount of detail when you told me this thing, which now again I can't get out of my head about how imagining sort of Whitney Houston as this rather brassy woman who runs a breakers yard. Yeah, or a hire business. You know, a heavy plant hire. She's well into it. Hey, bring me a high ab love. And yeah, exactly. She's got a tab on the go. And if, I, if memory serves, when you, you expanded this theory to me a few weeks ago, you went, she's, she's like, she'll go to work wearing a sort of boob tube and she's not embarrassed when one of her nips pops out while she's shouting at somebody on the phone. <laughs> she just folds it back in. Yeah. <laughs> bring me a high ab love. Yeah, yeah, it's bring bring us a high up, love. Da-da-da-da-da. So someone it's someone just, comes in, and like the, the the rather sad Spider-Man dad comes in with the S-type, and it's completely fucked, and he's just he's just going to scrap it, and and um once he's gone, and they've given him cash to go yeah. away, he then goes, he's sixty like, quid. Hey, bring me a high up, love, and they're gonna they're gonna take the engine out because they reckon they could probably yeah they'll probably cl- flog, they'll claw the, the V6. engine out. Yeah, V6 yeah. will go again. That'll be. There'll be a hundred quid. Um, yeah, she's well into it. She was uh, the late Whitney. Well into those. <laughs> she was port- well into what working in a scrappy. No, well into the the portable hydraulic crane on the back of oh. trucks. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, by the way, AB uh, on the end of a Swedish company's name is Aktibolag. Mm. Apologise if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, uh, which means stock I, company, uh, which is the equivalent of limited company. So I kind of yeah. knew that. Yeah. yeah sorry, I, I, I just thought. I'd- no, I didn't. I had no idea at all. <laughs> so, Hydrolisca Industry AB is Hyab, the um, popular hydraulic crane people who have become a. Um, I, it's going to annoy me now. What's there's pop a pop hit sensation? Yeah, no. But what I mean is, you know, there's like when when a, I'm looking this up as I speak, when a company or a product name, um, yeah, just becomes the generic. For a product like Biro or Hoover, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And there's yeah. a word. Well, Hoover's and that word is. I can't um, find it. There's a. There's a. Bring me a high up love. Bring me a high up love, because there's an MOT failure Vectra. It needs picking up by its roof. There's no salvageable parts because they're dog mud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, don't, they don't even remove the light, light clusters. It's like no fucker's going to want that. Just pick it up, <laughs> bin it, bail it, bail it. But by the time I've rolled that cigarette, I want that car gone. Generalized trademark seems to be the. Uh, I'm sure there's another thing. But anyway. Generalized trademarks. Generalized trademark. House, yeah, house hell's name. Yes, uh, Kleenex would be another one in the US. They really uh, tissue. Yes. Tissues uh, are, um, yeah. And um, uh, the Porter Cabin, the, oh, the yeah. Porter Cabin company, ag- very aggressively tries to stop you referring to non Porter Cabin products as Porter Cabins. Is that true? And yeah, and woe betide you if you do it on telly because you'll get a stiff letter from them getting all snotty about it. Don't ask me how I know, I just know. I was going to say, so, it sounds suspiciously like you might speak from experience, Richard. Yeah, you know, just this is all part of the rough and tumble of 
making up. Well, next, we're going to have High Ab on the phone, aren't we? We're going to say we are yeah, not connected okay. with Whitney uh, Houston or Steve yeah, yeah, We just wish to disassociate ourselves. <laughs> it's a well-known fact that Whitney Houston's scrapyard actually used different <laughs> products for us. Uh, anyway. Um, well, uh, we we can uh, start to bring this slowly into land. I think we've we've read out some emails and we've uh, addressed the issue of uh, Tiffany Dell's jacket collection. So is there another, um, it's not a collection, is it? It's two. Well, no, it's not really it's two. It's well, two. Like three. Sun damaged Skoda rally jacket for break glass in emergency situations. Yes. Carpaccio of leather for literally everything else. And then newly discovered Bosch ABS testing memorial jacket. Off of when? To be rolled out. Late 90s. Yeah. Recent rediscovery used to warm up the joints ahead of some uh, aggressive motorsport driving in a historic race. And that is the sum total of um, the Needell jacket it. collection. Absolutely love it. That's all he needs, though, isn't it? I suppose that's completely um, all he needs. Oh, by the way, I was just walking um, uh, out of a twenty-four hour Tesco last night, which is next to the hotel room that I'm recording this in. Pretty much, mm-hmm. I put my car on charge, and I heard this amazing. I was on the phone actually. I was phoning a friend while I was driving, walking back. Had this amazing V8. It was like one of the best sounding V8s I've ever heard. And I was looking around because it was dark. Couldn't couldn't really tell what it was. Hmm. What was it? Amazing V8. It just sounded um, fantastic. Like really good. Was it sort of did it sound wet and sloppy like a US V8? Or was it was it racier V8? It was tight and punchy. Tight and punchy? Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say but obviously quite a lot of bass, I'm guessing, V8s. Generally, yes, yeah, but it, like you said, it wasn't wet and sloppy. Okay, so wasn't like I'm gonna say the, the, the pretend farting effect with a wet hand under an armpit, not like that. <laughs> Classic, um, god, I haven't done that for years. I might, yeah, I did. I, ju- I, taught, I taught my kids how to do it last year. Uh, my wife still hasn't for- forgiven me. So. <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna say, was it? Was it something just sort of like where you would like? Was it like a Lexus GS four hundred and fifty or something? Well, whatever it would have been. It, it, you sort of you go. It, it was the, it was it was a car I definitely didn't expect, and and it was a first gen BMW X five with I think half of what? the exhaust missing because I went and had a quite a look round it when the over the owner walked away. Mm. I think it had just. Some of the exhaust has corroded and fallen off, but it sounded amazing. So, what it wow. would have been? Four point four. I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounded amazing. Four, four six, yeah. It sounded well, amazing. Well, still an obnoxiously horrible car, but yeah, fair play if it sounds nice. Have you heard? You know, there's a big thing at the moment with um, Toyota hybrids, particularly having their catalytic converters nicked. I think for some reason the Prius and others there's, there's something oh, about there's that more makes precious the cat metal in them. really easy to steal, and it happens to other cars I gather. But it's like if you want if you're going to do a smash and grab, it's it's, it's like it happened as a retail partner. I mean, apparently they were like cat theft gangs were doing it in broad daylight. They just pull up, someone slide underneath a Prius, and off cat gone. Do you call but these people heard... cat burglars? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so obvious. Just had to. Oh, so um, sorry, so sorry. Yeah, thank you. They, uh, if, you, if you, you have heard a Toyota hybrid that's had its cat nicked going down the road, 
because it's really weird because it sounds incredibly fruity. Does it? Or, but sort of like a bang eraser. Yeah, but because the petrol engine shuttles in and out because it's a hybrid, it's weird because and it's on a CVT or faux CVT, isn't it? And those, so it's like you get this kind of. Oh yeah, it just clips it off and then brings it back in again. Yeah. Bloody so. so. <laughs> That's a really. Strange. I quite like that impression. Can you do it again? <laughs> so you look that. around, you're like, "What the hell's making that noise?" And it stopped. It's like it's like it's like um, an interesting sounding car, but it's hiding from you. And then finally, you figure out, "Oh, it's just that price it's a over there." So that just it's keeps cat and robbed. Anyway. Uh, so, well, let's just uh, wrap this up by saying, as ever, thank you for listening. Uh, please do like, subscribe, r- leave us a comment, preferably a nice one, but, you know, it's, it's up to you. Or a question. Uh, a question, yeah. We do occasionally make a ham-fisted attempt to answer your questions and then forget, but um, we'll do our best at some point. Uh, and you can email in, although I'm not going to give you the address again, because uh, I, I, it's admin um i'll forget to <laughs> if i get too, too many i won't you? reply to them well it's just like because i feel like i should reply and and i you know i've already got quite a load and and i'm you know i'm a busy man but uh <laughs> do uh you know do what like and subscribe and write and then write again and then send us some dog shit through the post because we haven't replied <laughs> to your emails but um uh, anyway, r- wrapping things up, we have I have uh, three things to tell you. One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Break Show. Lots of excellent stuff on there. Uh, if you want to see uh, a insanely powerful Aston Martin and also a DBS Superleggera, that is there for your viewing pleasure right now. Two, I still have a book out. It's called The Medium Sized of Boring Car Trivia by Sniff Petrol is available at Axglasablet through Amazon <laughs> and three the German fa- I'll do that again because I burped as I was speaking <laughs> did you? yeah I just thought the phone dropped out for a bit no it was, I, just uh. got, I just got ambushed by a burp um, three German <laughs> pharmaceutical firm Bayer or Bayer uh, used to own the trademark to heroin and what? gave it up uh, it, as part of the Treaty of Versailles after Germany Such... was treated in the First World War. Really? They also owned aspirin as a trademark and had to give that up. They owned MDMA as well. They they had the recipe for MDMA, the original ecstasy, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Pre-World War Two. Mm-hmm. But then we can't talk about recreational drugs now because I don't have any experience of them, so it's not even a what, conversational you're not, piece. You're not, you're not banging on some heroin in your hotel <laughs> this tonight. No, um, no, I'm not. Okay, well, you could always call room service, see what they've got. Yeah, it is actually. Anyway, six, 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 three, four. I think it is for room service. Yeah, what? Six, 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 three, six, four. Three, yeah, it's not zero or nine. Complicated. Or... What is going on? It is. It's six, six, three, four. What's that all That's about? That's just stupid. Um, maybe they don't want to be bothered alright anyway well this has been uh, a, a, a bracing canter through the windmills of the mind as always but uh, thank you for listening and we will do this all again same time next week until then thank you ever so much goodbye thank you and goodbye I'm drinking wine 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 